Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And it's Halloween week. It's it's Halloween. 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 Happy I mean, Halloween, that, Jillian. That's way better than my Halloween, the Halloween season. So. Well, I like both. Anything that has to do with Halloween, I am all for. So no matter how cheesy it is, like actually the cheesier, the better usually. Oh, like, yeah. I love me some good Halloween cheese, so I'm here oh, for Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. Jillian, what have you been watching <laughs> this week? <laughs> um, so this week, I've mostly been watching Halloween trash and some non-trash, but we've been watching a lot of, like, um, the animated TV specials, and we watched, mm-hmm. like, all of the Halloween specials of, like, the Goldbergs and um, Fresh Off the Boat, which, oh, God, I fucking love that show. It's such a I've good never- show. Yeah, I watched that show while, like, the first season when it was airing. I, I remember watching it, and I liked it a lot, but I haven't watched it. Like, I never caught up with it or watched any of it past, like, the first, uh, like, half of the first season. So, Hell yeah. but it was it was funny. Like, I expected it to be really kind of, like, cringy, and I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but it was, it was funny. It's written about and by um, Eddie Wong. Right. And yeah. He also had a vice show for a while where he would just go to different countries and eat food and get really stoned. So <laughs> there you go. Um, I, get I it. mean, yeah. He's a cool dude. He's chill. Yeah. And so he wrote a chill show. And it's, it's, oh man, it just really, it's almost as bad as Pin 15 for like nostalgia cringe for me. Mm-hmm. But oh, Pin 15. 15 fuck yes that one is so it's so good we actually that was one we watched a couple weeks ago and i forgot to mention it but yeah we watched the well we watched the second season of it because it just came out recently yeah and um yeah that one that show is so it's i it's so hilarious um just especially like the the dynamic between like the having the like 30 some year olds interacting uh-huh. with, <laughs> pretending to be middle schoolers and everyone else around them is like accurate to their age yeah. I don't know what it is about that, but something about that is so hilarious to me. It's so funny. Um, I don't know. It's just like one of those like, hello, fellow youths. Yes, exactly. It's 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 amazing. And like you said, just the nostalgia because I'm like a little bit younger than them on the show, but not by much. Like I all that stuff is like like the songs and the the things yeah. are very ingrained in my childhood. So it's like yeah. But I it's think like the I'm awkward like... part of childhood. I think I'm like a year younger than them. And so it hits real close to home, especially because like I grew up as the tall, awkward, lanky blonde girl. And yeah. my best friend growing up was an adoptee from South Korea. And so oh, it's, wow. like, it's so much like that whole show is just, it makes every fiber of my being cringe. Cause I'm like, they filmed us. They yes, filmed us. They knew they were watching. They were, oh, middle school. Never want to relive that again. Oh, no, never. Never am I, no. I know, you could not Dark pay days. me enough money to go any time before 18. Um, I I didn't mind high school that much. I had a couple of good high school years, um, but then I had really bad college years. Okay. So, like, I would go back to some years of high school, none, none in college, and the, the, since then it's been fine. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as fine as life can be. Yeah. I don't know. Just the people who are like my glory days. I'm like, please, please. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm not no. like, no. yeah. You just had a passable <laughs> high school experience. Right. My high school yeah. experience was fine. It was... I think maybe 
I think my high school experience is better because my college experience was so shitty. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, by comparison, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, my uh, college experience was pretty good and like chill. And high school was mostly just I grew up in a very rich white place, and it had very rich white conservative people that were not ideal. Yes, I get that. I've been there. I don't know. There's been a lot of NFL on TV, so I've been listening to podcasts mostly. Yeah. Because I podcast and switch while Chris is watching football. Nice, yeah. And then I look up whenever he yells about some kind of, like, sick-looking injury, and I'm like, oh, man, that man's ankle popped out of his foot. Uh, This is why you don't play football. Like, just injuries. Like, no. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Well, and, like, everyone's getting Rona. The NBA did fine because they just put everyone in one place and said, don't touch each other. Don't go out of here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, why do we really need sports right now? I know. I was watching Jim Justice's (laughs) press release this morning, afternoon, I don't know, one. And uh, he was talking about how we all take risks. You know, there's risks that we have to take just for living with COVID, like sports and school and voting and i'm like all of those things are very different levels of magnitude (laughs) yeah exactly like one of them is completely unnecessary one of them is necessary like uh, the other two are necessary but can like we can adjust our processes to them to fit covid like yeah like we've known since march that shit's not getting better until we get a cure of some sort right like I heard. What are they expecting? I I don't know. I heard um, in one of Trump's rallies, he was saying how like, aren't you guys excited for November fourth? We're not gonna hear about COVID anymore. And it's like, what the fuck? I know. Like they just all think it's a fucking hoax. I I know this is gonna be like a conspiracy podcast moment, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, we all okay. need some of those sometimes. So one, that Melania body double is not Melania. The teeth are it's different. Not. It is not Melania. She looks way too happy, too. Also, just genuinely happy. Like, Melania around Donald Trump does not look like that. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a little afraid that Melania died of COVID. I don't know. I I don't know if she died of COVID or if she, like, just hates him so much that she refuses to be around him, which would not blame her. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Something's up. And all I want to know is how long after the election, well, I'm in my mind, I'm just going to assume that Trump is going to lose because I I need to right now for my <laughs> mental sake. Um, well, if he loses, how long after do you think Melania is going to divorce him? Oh, like a year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'll wait just a little bit. So it's not oh, like I real know. suspicious. I know the answer right after her book gets published. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. She's going to write a fucking tell-all, and then she's going to be like, here's the first edition, and here's the papers. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's probably right. I'm not looking forward to it. Currently, I'm in the brain state of I have to just accept that Trump's going to win, so then I'll be pleasantly surprised. (laughs) I I, I should be like that, and I think I probably will get like that before the... My, yeah. my brain state changes day to day, but I'm just like, I need some positivity right now oh, yeah. in my mental state. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it like, just to be fair, like, it's not, 
those thoughts are like completely unfounded. Like the numbers oh, yeah. are looking good. Not to say that that means anything because we all knew yeah. what happened in 2016. I know the numbers um, looked great. <laughs> right. Only a 19% chance of him winning. Well, God damn it. We are an unlucky nation because that 19%. I know we, we should go to Vegas and play the odds on that. Um, but the other half of my conspiracy theory is that Trump never got COVID, just pretended to get COVID so that then he could get it over with and like, oh, I healed up in three days. And so he makes it look diminished. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I think, I don't know. I don't even know. I, I, I don't, I don't pretend to understand anything that's going on in the White House right now. So anything is possible. I don't think possible. anyone understands. I think it's all just guessing at this point. Yes, I think even the people there don't understand it, so they're just going along with it. Well, and one of the dudes yesterday night or whatever, I think on Fox or something, said, oh, we're we're not even going to try and mitigate the spread of COVID. We're just going to try and work on a vaccine. And you're yeah. like, cool. Hello? <laughs> That's real cool. <laughs> That's really been like, working well up until this point. Yeah, fuck all the people who are about to die because of it, but, you know. Fuck. I know. Ugh, I hate it. But okay. yes, that's all the trash I've been watching is mostly yeah. presidential clips, really good podcasts, and Halloween specials. Yeah. What have you been watching? Yeah, that I've been watching a lot of news and stuff, unfortunately. It's hard It's hard not to right now, just because mm-hmm. the election's like literally a week away. Um, oh, so God, the next time we talk to y'all, it could be after the election. Could be. I, it's, uh, God. So it's been a lot of that, but um, we've also been watching some, ha- trying to get into the spooky Halloween movie. We've been watching a lot of, we watched um, the, all the Halloween Town movies. Hell yeah. Uh, because, you know, um, and we are always shocked at how, like, just how much worse each subsequent movie is than the previous one. It's uh-huh. astounding. Like, the first one is like, I mean, it's not a, it's not, I mean, it's a Disney Channel original movie, but it's yeah. like. But it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's good, good pace. You care right. about most of the characters. There's it's actually fun. something going on. There's like some semblance of a plot. Uh-huh. The second one, there's a little bit less of that. And by the third movie, Halloween Town High, like. There's just no plot. It's just like a bunch of scenes with like different characters talking about scary stuff. Oh my god! Um, but it was fun. We watched like uh, we watched Nightmare Before Christmas, of course, one of my faves. Um, and what else? I'm trying to think. I feel like we've watched more movies, but I don't know. We haven't really been watching TV shows. We've been definitely in more of a movie kick than mm-hmm. TV shows. And I've also been in a video game kick. I've been playing Ooh. Animal Crossing a lot, and I've also been playing Pokemon Shield. Nice. Um, which has been fun. So that's really what I've been doing. I do have to say the best progression of first movies and their sequels of like getting increasingly insane. I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you watch Paranormal Activity 1 through 4. Okay. So 1, very scary. Lots of good effects. Mm-hmm. Lots of plot. Stuff is happening. 2, Less is happening. Mostly just haunted house movie. Three. Someone attaches a GoPro to an oscillating fan. Yes. Okay. So I've seen all of those movies because I one of my favorite types of horror movies is found footage horror movies. Uh-huh. I love that shit so much. Like it's oh, trash, so but good. I love it. It's so, good. Um, so I've seen all of them, but I haven't like watched them and like compared them much to each other and watched them in order. So maybe I'll have to do that because that that'd be fun. 
I did it last year because one of the Pluto TV horror channels was running a marathon of it. So I just left mm-hmm. it on while I was at like work or whatever. And I was watching it and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah. I wrote like the first two movies. Like I was like genuinely scared of them. Like they were freaky. Yeah. yeah. I don't want shit pulling the sheets off the bed. No. I don't like it. I do not like it. No, sir. No, no way. Um, but yeah, it's spooky season. So it's just been trying to get the spooky feels and. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one last recommendation because I can never stop recommending horror movies. Yes. Um, there's this dude who created this series called the Bad Ben series. And okay. he did each movie on like a $500 budget. He's the only actor, mostly, sometimes he'll have his wife or like a friend come in. It's all filmed on his home security cameras. And the first one is honestly scary. <laughs> And he, you know, like, no one's watched it. Now it's becoming more of a cult thing. But, uh-huh. like, oh, my God. It's it's so good. The lore, it. it's insane. I love it. Um, okay, definitely. I'll definitely watch that one. That's, like, okay. my shit right there. So, it's on Amazon you. Prime. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. That's easy. Yeah. No, that is my trash movie recommendation for the Halloween. Awesome. For the Halloween. Well, I will be watching that sometime. Maybe I'll get Kyler to watch it with me. Hell, yeah. So, for today, we decided we wanted to do something a little bit spooky, and it kind of worked out perfectly because Netflix released the second set of episodes to the Unsolved Mystery, their new Unsolved Mystery series. And so, we we are going to, last, we covered the first series in two episodes back in the summer. And we're going to do that again. So we're going to do the first three episodes in this episode. And the next episode, we'll cover the, the rest of the, the mysteries. Mm-hmm. So spoiler alerts for all of the unsolved mysteries. This is going to cover the murder in Washington. What was the second one called? Um, let's see. It was called uh, A Death in Oslo. A Death in Oslo and then Death Row Fugitive. Because Netflix likes to serve these in random orders. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. So these are the three we'll cover this episode, and we'll cover the other three next episode. But yes, yes. Um, so let's just get right in. Let's start with episode one: Washington Insider Murder. Hell so yeah. this was crazy. This was so crazy, and I think I talked about this last time. But these are all cases that I've never heard of, mm-hmm. which is like weird because I feel like a lot of them are like pretty high. Like they seem like they should be high profile. Yeah, uh, like especially when like this on the one. nightly news and stuff. Like it feels like I should have known right. something about this. Yeah. And this is in 2010, so I was like a conscious being in 2010. I was 18. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't think for myself mostly. Wow. Um. So yeah, but I never heard of it. <laughs> so anyway, so this covers the case of Jack Wheeler, who um, he was a veterans advocate um, and kind of just like a well-respected politician yeah like a lobbyist i guess yeah because he did he was executive director of the vietnam memorial Mm -hmm. because he served in vietnam so i think he helped get like the memorial erected and stuff which lord i can't imagine the fight on that since vietnam didn't go so well it wasn't great (laughs) it was not great but he um graduated from west point harvard business and yale law he was very well educated he was doing lots of lobbyist stuff networking made a lot of connections mm-hmm. etc but everyone right. seemed to like him so essentially what happened was his body was found in a landfill 
just like out of nowhere um and like he had stuff on his body still so it didn't seem to be like a robbery or anything like that mm-hmm. uh but it was it's like there doesn't seem to be anyone who would have it out for this guy mm-hmm. um and an interesting kind of twist on this one is that jack has bipolar disorder mm-hmm. um so that kind of goes into obviously what happened to him yeah. um because there's a lot of video of this guy doing some weird stuff that either could be he is paranoid that someone in his mind is following him or he is paranoid because someone in real life is following him. There's no answers, really. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, manic episodes, you can hallucinate. You act really weird. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep. Like, so part of this was that he started setting off smoke bombs in the construction site across the street and dropped his phone. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed to me that he was, like, not in his right mind the days yeah. leading up to his disappearance because, like you said, he was – so he – I guess they had like several different houses. I was kind of confused. They kept talking about like new houses that they would I know. anyway. I think they have a house in Wilmington, Delaware. A house... Newcastle, Delaware. Yeah, one. in Newcastle. And then they have something in New York. Yeah. So his at the time, his wife was at their house in New York. And he was in the Newcastle house. And there was construction going on across the street. And there was like bad tension with the construction they weren't happy with it i think it went like against like the historical stuff of their neighborhood or whatever and apparently like two nights before he went missing um there were reports that there were smoke bombs that went off in this construction site and so the police came and they actually found his cell jack's cell phone there Mm -hmm. um and the weird part is like he his wife was like trying to reach him all during this and like he never thought to reach out to her so that's what really tells me like there he was not in his right mind because I feel uh-huh. like he would not have gone several days without contacting his wife. His wife said that this has never happened before. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was yeah. just all strange. It's wild. Like, I don't know. And he seemed so normal. So all of this is happening in between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, which mm-hmm. they found him on New Year's Eve. So it's like it's dark. It's cold. People are not out in in their regular places as much. So, like, at one point in time, he ended up trying to get a ride from his house in Delaware to the Amtrak station in Wilmington Mm -hmm. because that's where his car was. But he went to the wrong parking garage that was, like, blocks away from the other one. And then he stayed there all night. Yeah. He, like, slept in the basement. And he was – there's, like, video of him kind of, like, walking. He's, like, not wearing a shoe. And yeah. he's insisting that his briefcase had been stolen. Um, and so he was definitely acting weird. And then he, like, just slept in the basement, which that's so weird to me. Yeah, because the dude had cash on him. Like, yeah. he got a cab the next day when he left that building. Like, there like, were other places gone out he and could get go. a hotel or something. Like, yeah, it, it, that to me is like, okay, there's something not going on. There's, like, something mm-hmm. bad going on in his brain right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, it. it's really depressing, because, like, I think, honestly, that this guy just had a psychotic break, a manic mm-hmm. break, and ended up in a dumpster somehow, <laughs> and he got trash compacted. That's the thing that was interesting, is they the autopsy showed that he was just, like, he was very badly beaten, mm-hmm. and um, while I think they kind of talked about how 
those injuries may or may not be consistent with like your body being in a dumpster and you know all the you know transferring and yeah they're not really gentle with the trash so yeah well they were like oh none of these could have happened like it was just blunt force trauma and i'm like if you were in a dumpster passed out and you fell into you got dumped up and over into a trash truck which then smushed you with a pl- mm-hmm. with a panel like i think you could get some pretty fucked up knees and feet yeah definitely i think that that is entirely possible that that's just what happened but i also think like it also is possible that he like came across somebody who mm-hmm. may not have been in a right mind themselves and you know said yeah. something they didn't like and got beat up and put in a dumpster like that could have happened easily too but i think either way that person is probably like is not going to come forward first of all and if they were like they probably may not even know what happened you know yeah i mean like in the dark the dude was wearing a hoodie they could have just beat him up and realized oh shit i killed this guy dumped him over never thought of who it was again yeah, and like like I said, they didn't. He had money on him. He had jewelry on him. He had a fucking Rolex on him. So like, uh-huh. it wasn't like somebody trying to steal from him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Well, okay. And the weirdest part to me is that they never found the briefcase, and that's the only part that I'm like, fuck. Maybe yeah. somebody was coming to get him. That that part I was really interested in too because I think, like you said, I think if that part was left out it would kind of be pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. um not really but like it would more be, than the other ones certainly. yeah it would be way way more likely that he either had a break with reality mm-hmm. or he was just randomly attacked but the fact that like this thing that he always had with him when he was traveling when he was at home when he was you know at his house in new york for christmas he had right. this freaking briefcase it had like all of his important stuff in it and he was really worried about it but yeah it's it never showed up. They searched everywhere for it. And I mean, it could just like he could have just like left it in a car and I don't know. You never know. But like it is weird that nobody would have come forward, especially, you know, seeing I'm sure that like people in the area were aware of the case. So yeah. like you'd think that like somebody who like if he like was in a car with somebody and they left it in his car, they'd be like, oh, we found the briefcase. I don't know. It is weird that it never showed up. Yeah. And especially because like. Coastal cities like New York, D.C., Boston, etc., they're all pretty uh, wary of bombs and shit, which Mm -hmm. briefcases, backpacks and stuff. So, like, I feel like if there was just a random briefcase left on the street by some guy who just, you know, dropped it there, whatever, like, they would have found it. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't just be, like, sitting there unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good unsolved mystery. It was good. Also, another weird part is... So, what was his wife's name? Kathy, I think. Kathy, yeah. yeah. His, um, so, she had um, kids from a previous marriage, and her daughter's name is Meriwether. I don't know if you noticed that, but her name was Meriwether. I did. I bet it's because of Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Um, in- uh, just interesting. I-, I-, I, needed to- I needed to bring that to everyone's attention. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to say about this one? This one was really sad, uh, but I thought it was, it was interesting. Yeah, this one was a bummer, but it was definitely one of the ones that I felt like if it wasn't a break, then it was some kind of really good assassin. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Somebody who really fucking hid their tracks for sure, because, yeah, there's like no evidence of it being anything like that. So like maybe he was being like poisoned. (laughs) Maybe. Lose his mind, like 
being fed hallucinogens or something. Yeah, it's possible, I guess. Anything is possible. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's move on and talk about episode number two, which is A Death in Oslo. Do you want to talk a little bit about this one? This one was my favorite. This, this was my was favorite good. of the first three. Yeah, because, yeah. Holy shit, the intrigue. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they found a woman in a hotel room in 1995 that uh, she had theoretically shot herself. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's true or not, but they have no idea who she is. She gave a fake name. She didn't have a credit card on file. She didn't pay for the room. No one knows like how she got the room. And uh, she rolled in with the name Jennifer Fairgate. <laughs> yeah, such a good name. Yeah, and she said she's from Belgium, which she wasn't. And it's just a whole lot of mystery and intrigue. And is she a spy i just oh i hope she's a spy i mean i'm sorry she's dead but like fuck i want spies in my life yeah i mean i this one was like a crazy ride from start to finish yeah Um, it felt like way longer than 45 minutes because it was just so much information jam-packed when they first found her body they kind of assumed it was a suicide because she was laying in bed alone she Mm -hmm. had a gun in her hand and a a bullet through her head so like yeah and the hotel room was double locked from the inside as they dug a little bit it was it became apparent that she probably did not shoot herself in the head because there was the way that she was holding the gun like her body position would not be like that the recoil would not allow her for to hold it like so relaxed as she was Mm -hmm. holding it also there was no blood splatter on her hand which usually or like her blouse or anything yeah um weird which is very weird. But like you said, it was double locked from the inside. There didn't seem to be any sign that anybody was staying with her, that anybody had been in the room at all except for her. It's just like, what the fuck? Okay, so I did do some more research on this one. So part of this whole intrigue mystery thing was that there was no toiletries, nothing in the bathroom. But in the extras that they said they didn't notice... Um, they found that someone had showered and there was a bottle of men's cologne. Ooh, interesting. They said they cut it from it from the thing for time because they didn't have any leads or anything. They would just right. be like, and there was cologne. Yeah, which like, I mean, that could mean anything. I mean, it does like that's interesting for sure. But like, if there's yeah. no leads, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, it's just like maybe she had who she called Louis Fairgate. Yeah, right. Which is weird. I don't. Yeah, know. that part all weird. I didn't under. I didn't quite understand because so like there was some documentation that there was another guy staying with her named Louis Fairgate, mm-hmm. but then there wasn't. It didn't like. I she called. Know. I think she called the day before she left to add Louis's name to the room, which isn't that weird, I guess, because yeah. especially when you're traveling internationally, they take your passports and scan you so that they know where you are and right. the government needs to know where you are. But they didn't really see him other than that there was a guy standing behind her when she was standing to check in. But who knows if that was a guy connected to her or just a random dude right. in a lobby. And the other weird part is this was like a five-star hotel, super mm-hmm. fancy, very expensive, very posh. And she didn't like check in with the passport. She didn't check in with anything. Yeah. That's the part that I was like, how the fuck did she get into this room? Like, how did she get a room? There's... Was was the person working the front desk an asset or something? Like, I don't know. 
But um, also another really weird part of this whole thing was that when they were like looking through all of her possessions, they saw that all of the tags of her clothing had been cut off, uh-huh. which like that like that that's like some is spy weird. shit. Yeah, that's that's, shit. that's not nor- that's not like a normal civilian behavior right there. Yeah, well, and, like, it wasn't even pants and shirts. It was, like, she cut the tag out of her purse and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's too much. Like, I could see, oh, I have sensory issues, so I don't keep right. my tags in the clothes or something. But, but like, it was, like, in your every, purse. yeah, any type of mark of anything, like, it was removed. And so also, weird. they talked about how the, um, the gun that she used, like, the serial number was, like, really professionally filed off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, seemed, like... Like, a really professional person's gun. Like, a professional yeah. person who would use it a lot. Yeah, for nefarious... Right. ...doesn't want to be traced means. Right. And I think I loved the best part. I think the part... Oh God. I think <laughs> the part that I loved most about this episode was that the first half, they were just like, who the fuck is this lady? She's a random Jane Doe. And then the second half, they were like, we're going to bring in an intelligent, an ex-intelligence agent. And he's going to be like, yeah, no, spy. Definitely yeah. spy. Yeah. I. It was crazy. Yeah. There was just like a point in the show where it just like, nope, it's a spy. It's a spy. Yeah. Because yeah, like the first half of the show, I was just like, oh, it's just like some random lady. Like what happened to her? Like was uh-huh. she just depressed and, you know, wanted to be alone and kill herself or what? But then, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, getting despised. Well, it just kept getting weirder and weirder to me too, because of like so many routine things that the police didn't do. Like I feel like yeah. they were somehow influenced, because like Norway doesn't have a whole lot of murders, like especially mm-hmm. murders where it's not like you run up to the scene and you see some guy shot another guy because he was sleeping with his wife. Right. Like you don't have crazy like assassination murders going on, and but they didn't run a full talk screen. Mm-hmm. They didn't keep any of her DNA. They destroyed all the evidence yeah. after a year, which is insane. Because like it's- I mean I know like archival I know like archival stuff, and you even keep just regular shit for seven years when you're in the government, right? And like this is somebody who hasn't even been identified yet. Like yeah. that's like the last type of evidence that you would want to destroy. Yeah, it's, and, like, if you don't want to keep it at the police station, like, maybe bury it with her or something, but right. I don't like, know. why, what's the need to destroy it? It's, yeah. it seems like they're trying to, like, something is being shushed. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely, like, when they started talking about, oh, you know, the cops didn't, didn't do this, and the security guard left the room for 15 minutes after he heard the gunshot, and, like, all of these things just add up to, like, they knew. They don't mm-hmm. know, but they're not telling. Yeah, exactly. Um, but interestingly, so the case was closed, I guess, officially in 96. Um, but I guess recently since, especially since so many, you know, advancements have happened since 1995, particularly with DNA, um, they actually exhumed her body, which brought me back to the um, Hicks babies yes. <laughs> days. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so they tried to see if they could match her DNA, and they didn't find a match. But what they did come back and say that she is European descent, and they think she's probably from Germany mm-hmm. originally. I ended up doing some crazy science on her teeth because of all yes. the nuclear testing that had happened above ground. So you had certain C14 shit in your enamel. So like they could basically like carbon date this woman. <laughs> that was insane. I had no idea that was a thing. But yeah, I was like, 
Kyler always makes a joke about like to find out how old you are, you just cut yourself open and count the rings. Like uh-huh. that's kind of like what this is like <laughs> for humans. Like, oh, yeah. let's look at your teeth. Let's look at the enamel in your teeth. Um, but yeah, so they found out that she was um, the, around thirty, but on her paperwork she said she was twenty-one. So uh-huh. they're thinking she's somewhere in that range. Yeah, the two things said she was twenty-four or twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other weird police thing is that the hotel had cameras, but they never checked the cameras. Yeah, like, do you think that would be, like, literally the very first thing that they would do? Yeah, like, that would be like, oh, look, nobody entered or exited her room when the security guard came up there, so it must have been a suicide. Like, that I would have accepted way more readily than, oh, we just didn't look. Yeah, exactly. Like, that that seems fishy. Yeah, fishy as hell. Maybe it's just because they don't do that many murders and they're all green, but I feel like it's not that hard to look for camera. You'd be like, hey, do you have a camera? <laughs> yeah, I just think that that's just basic logic. Like, if you want to find out what happened, no matter what it is, if it's a murder, if it's, you know, whatever, like, if you have video footage of it, that should probably be, like, your first go-to resource. Yeah, and sure, you may end up, like, the girl who disappeared in the water tank on the, ceil- the top of the hotel. Mm-hmm. We may never know if that footage is, like, good for anything, but we won't know if it's good for anything. Yeah, exactly. We need to know if it exists first. So. Sorry, I slammed down my keyboard. It's ang- it's, 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 we're angry. <laughs> we're angry. I need all the details. Yeah, no, this was so weird. And so the other thing that they really focused on, and I don't really know what kind of point they were trying to make, was that she only brought shirts she didn't have any pants other than the ones she was wearing. They kept putting that, like, they kept bringing that up. I actually have a note in that. And, like, to me, like, I have so many less pairs of pants than I have tops. Like, and when I go traveling, like, I usually bring, like, a couple of pairs of pants or a couple of yeah. bottoms and then, like, a bunch of options for tops. So that's not weird to me. Like, as a, yeah. as a, as a girl, like, that's a normal behavior to me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's weird to... Because the, the person who kept bringing it up was, like, an old guy. Maybe that's just, like, a weird yeah. fixation he had. Yeah. But. I mean, if I weren't there for, like, a business trip or whatever, I'd probably have, like, a pair of jeans and a pair of leggings because jeans take up so much fucking space yeah, in the suitcase. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But they did bring that up a lot. That was one of my notes, too. I'm like, guys, that's not that weird. Like, that's maybe bring it up once if you want to. But, like, that's not that weird. Yeah. And it's like they kept showing the closet. It's like she had two shirts and a jacket. And no pants. And it's like, okay, so if she was just planning on being there for, like, three days, yeah, one pair of pants. Yeah, definitely. Talk pants. You need one pair of pants, and then, yeah, like, you're good. Pants don't ever get dirty, so. That's true. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like this episode um, is, like, exactly the type of case that really would benefit from this kind of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, because like somebody has to know who this person is. Like mm-hmm. that's just the bottom line. Like somebody has to know who they are, regardless of if they know what happened to her. We can yeah. at least maybe identify who it was, which could help us, you know, figure out what the fuck happened to her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was glad. Like I think this is like the perfect type of case to have on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the other weird thing, which we're just gonna keep saying, everything is weird <laughs> about these cases. I mean, they're weird. <laughs> But um, so they were checking the uh, door entry logs Mm -hmm. and it only, you know, it only gets you when you go in because going out, you don't have to swipe a card. But the journalist looked at them and worked out, oh, okay. So, you know, she couldn't, she never came back in in this time period. So she was gone from the room for 20 hours. 20 hours. Yeah. And the cops didn't ever get that. 
Yeah, and they never, like, looked into what, like, where she, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's 1995, but there were still cameras. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, it wasn't, like, the fucking Stone Ages, you know. Um, it seems like it was, but not really. Yeah, it was just VHS, man. Exactly. Um, so, like, sure, they don't last for very long, and they're not great quality, but, like, you could guess who she was right, in a right. crowd. Um, yeah, it just, it really just seemed like there wasn't really much of an effort at all to actually figure out what the fuck happened. And I think that's yeah. probably true for a lot of cases where it initially seems like it's suicide, and I think a lot of like law enforcement kind of is like, well, it's suicide. Like, there's no mm-hmm. need to put any more resources into it. She killed herself. But, like, clearly, there's a lot more questions to it than just that. Have you watched the back half of these episodes yet? Not yet, no. Okay, there's another one that kind of touches on this subject okay, that good, good. you will enjoy as well, because, wow. Wow. I'm planning <laughs> on watching them probably tonight, so. Hell yeah. I'll, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, no, the back three are actually my favorite of this good, whole good. series, so we'll end on a top-quality note. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> um, this lady's funeral, though, was so depressing to me. Yeah. Like, like, it was literally just, like... There wasn't even a buried. priest, which no. I guess I get. Like, you don't want to give someone the wrong priest if they're Buddhist or whatever, mm-hmm. like... But, you know, maybe just somebody. Right. Yeah, I know. It's It was really, really sad. Poor girl. I would... I, I wish I could go there and just be there. Just to, my three-year-old self in 1990... No, I was 96. I was four. Nice. I would be there. I was six. Hard. So. Cool. Hell yeah, we'd definitely help the spy yes, as toddlers. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a powerful toddler. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. I still um, had full function of my pancreas. I was unstoppable. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. This was just so, like, all of these were kind of depressing as hell. Which, yeah. honestly, Unsolved Mysteries is always kind of depressing. It's true. But, I don't know. It's so weird. Like... She had to have been a spy, especially because, like, no one came forward at all, having recognized her, even after they ran it in, like, the Bildzeitung in Berlin, which has 10 million readers in the area where they think she was from. Yeah, it's like, somebody has to know, and somebody has to not, just not be saying anything. Yeah, someone has to be getting paid off here, for some reason or another. Is she a spy? Is she a drug runner? Is she, I don't know what, but probably a spy. Probably. We're going to go with Spy. That's our theory. I do wonder about the toiletries thing, though, because, like, do spies brush their teeth? No, they don't. Do you think they don't brush their teeth because they have one of those cyanide teeth? That's probably it. They don't brush their teeth because um, if their teeth smell too minty, it'll, like, be suspicious. Oh, yeah, fair. It adds to the suspicion, so they need gross I forgot. Yeah. Cleanliness is next to spiliness. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do we want to move on to episode number three, Death Row yeah. Fugitive? God, this one was so depressing and this just was really crazy. a miscarriage of justice. Also, how the fuck have I not heard of this at all? I'm from Ohio. I've never heard of this. I know. I'm not from here, but like I know a lot of the yeah. things that go on here. Like this is a big thing. Like how many Death Row inmates escape prison yeah this is like something like that like i feel like just based on the things that i'm interested in like it would it should be something that i would have heard of especially because it's like 
I'm not from Columbus. I'm from Cincinnati, but that's not that far. That's two hours. Like, yeah, that's a pretty local story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fucking death row inmate escaped. Like, yeah, it's I mean, it was before I was born, but like still, I'm surprised that I never heard anything about it, but it was nuts. Yeah. So you want to start this one? Sure. Yeah. So this um, kind of the story kind of goes back to November of 1965, where um, siblings Mary Ellen and Brenda... Denner was their last name? Diener. Diener, sorry. Diener. Um, they were uh, out at a laundromat doing clothes or doing laundry late at night. And um, Mary Ellen needed to go get some more quarters from another laundromat down the street. So she goes off to do that and she doesn't return. Um, and so after a while, the grandma goes to find her and sees that she has been shot and mm-hmm. um, is dead. So. It was later pretty much instantly found out that um, based on the bullet and like tracing the gun that it was Lester Eubanks that um, mm-hmm. was responsible. And he like pretty there was like no question about it. He like confessed to it. Yeah. Um, and basically, yeah, he like shot her and then he went and to go get dressed. To God, go he got ready to go dancing. It took 45 minutes and then he came back and she was still alive. She was writhing in agony. And so he took a brick and finish the job i just awful just horrifying what the fuck like i don't even know how you can have that little like compassion for another human being i know we talk a lot about do you think you could murder someone even if they were trying to kill you and i'm like well maybe but i sure as shit couldn't murder (laughs) someone if i tried once and failed yeah like no what the like what the fuck and just the fact that like he shoots this like child and then is like i'm gonna go dance (laughs) Like, what yeah. the actual fuck? Yeah, I think she was 14. So, like, yeah. she was still a kid. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, obviously, he um, is arrested, and he, at his trial, he is sentenced to death. However, uh, his um, sentence, or I guess his, like, date was kept being pushed back. And mm-hmm. in 1972, the death penalty was abolished in Ohio. So yeah, he instead his he sentence was converted. <laughs> yeah, his his sentence was converted to a life sentence, um, and it was it was interesting because uh, one of the main I guess interviewees on the show was Mary Ellen, one of Mary Ellen's sisters, and it was Myrtle. it was interesting. Yeah, Myrtle, uh, she, I loved her; she was awesome. But she, um, I felt so bad for her. Like, just I can't imagine the pain that they went through during this whole process. Like, first of all, not, not only having your little sister, I don't know if she was older. I think she was older sister murdered regardless. Uh And then just to have, like, you think that like, there's finally justice and then it's, there's not quite as much justice. And then, then he gets loose and there's no justice at all. Like Uh the heartbreak throughout that whole situation. I can't imagine. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I don't agree with the death penalty, but I'm fine with, Currently, the only way we can get justice for these people who are going to reoffend or may reoffend or have reoffended mm-hmm. is to put them in jail, even though right. it should be better. But sorry, yes. we got to yeah. do a little prison. Right. I mean, not to mention this wasn't um, Lester's like first offense. He was yeah. a serial sex offender before this, um, and he was actually out on bail. I think uh, uh-huh. for attempted rape at the time when he killed. Yeah. So like. Not not only did what he do to Mary Ellen was disgusting, but like this wasn't his this wasn't his first rodeo with crime. Yeah, um, and he never showed any like remorse or even no. like 
performative remorse. Like this dude no. was just like, yeah, I did it. And yeah. it's like, come on. <laughs> it's not that hard. So um, it was interesting. The kind of dichotomy between, I, I feel like some people, uh, particularly Myrtle and um, other people were talking about how he was kind of like really weird and how he would like, he had like nunchucks he would carry around. Uh-huh. But then like, I feel like a lot of the, like more like law enforcement types were like, oh, he was a charmer. He was so charming. Smooth talker. Yeah, and they think that that's kind of what he did was kind of like get on the guards' good side. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up being enrolled in this like honors program. Which what the fuck? Basically, they just um, like th- they would have all these like types of trips, which like were centered around rehabilitation. I'm sure that was the the point yeah. of it. But yeah, like they and like rewarding lit- good behaviors so that you don't have to be as brutal in prisons and shit which is all good in theory right but like they were like just like kind of let loose in in public places yeah like what the fuck were they expecting to happen i know like some of the things was like oh you know they got to drive the vans from one prison to another and Mm -hmm. they got to do this stuff like i'm like okay so that's fine they're in like their own space there's a guard there like that seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And I think definitely. that's still done today. Like, I know that inmates get good behavior and they can do more outside of the actual cell house right. but stuff. In this situation, they had all kinds of things. And one of the one of the things that they did was they actually were just, like, allowed to go Christmas shopping. Yeah, they just dropped them off at the fucking mall. And, like, like we'll be back at two. Bye, kids. What I want to know is how was a serial sex offender allowed in this program? Like, I can understand I this program being for, like, people with, on, like, drug charges, mm-hmm. nonviolent crimes, sure. But, like, a serial sex offender? No. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Who has shown that he has, like, no remorse and doesn't want to right. change, I guess. This was wild. So yeah. he escaped from the fucking mall. Of course he did. Yeah, easy peasy. Of- yeah, and um, it was interesting. They talked about how in the weeks preceding this, he had had so many more visitors um, mm-hmm. in prison because usually he would have like one a month uh, for the first part of his sentence. And then the weeks preceding this, he had like several a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're wondering if maybe there was like a plan and had he had people on the outside that were helping him. And I'm sure he did, like had people there to pick him his up. His fucking dad. Yeah, yeah. His dad um, totally helped him and knew where he was the whole yes, fucking time. Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, like he was just gone. And um, it was the first, like, it was traced that he eventually, um, he escaped to Michigan, first first of all. And he kind mm-hmm. of was trying to paint houses there. And then he um, got enough money, I guess, to get a bus to L.A., which is where his cousin's widow lived, who was his pen pal in mm-hmm. prison and I she love lived, pen pal yes and she, he lived with her for a little while but he started creeping her out and so she like yeah. basically was like hey they're on to you and he left yeah which is awesome. i know she's so smart because like apparently yes. you know he started to get abusive and intimidate her and so she was just like huh the fbi called today yeah that's <laughs> amazing like, bye that's like literally perfect Iconic. um so yeah so then like they kind of lost track of him, and after a while, uh, I guess somebody, I don't know who it was, was, like, looking him up and saw that the warrant for him escaping, mm-hmm. like, had been deleted. Didn't exist. 
Didn't and exist. so, like, if he had, in theory, the, the the thing was, like, there was, like, a countrywide warrant for this guy. So, like, if he got pulled over or if in any way, you know, got in trouble, they would be like, oh, this guy's supposed to be in prison in Ohio. But, uh-huh. no, that part was deleted. So, like, who knows how, if he could have been, you know, actually yeah. caught in that time frame. But to be honest, I mean, it was the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I don't know if they would have caught him. And no, especially because he was using a fake name, which he fucking circumvented the shit out of that system where yes. a hunting ID counted as photo ID because he had to give your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. And so he changed his name to Victor Young. Yeah. Um, I mean, which, he what was... What a choice of a name. Yeah, what a to good go from name. Lester Eubanks to Victor Young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like the only... Um, I guess Lee that they really talked to was his father, which we talked about um, a minute ago. But somebody had said that they were over at his house and he got a call from his son that was in Alabama. And so they kind of made a tracked kind of, I don't know, they they tracked down a possible lead for him. Mm -hmm. But that lead, of course, like left like weeks before. Yeah, um, they were always just a couple steps behind this dude, which is wild. Yes. Um. Yeah, but it, it was very clear that his dad 100% knew where he was um, mm-hmm. and just wasn't <sighs> saying anything. And, like, I usually don't like the cops in any of these, but the one cop who said, yeah, this dad was willing to forgive and forget, forgive his son, and forget about the girl he murdered. And I yeah. was like, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, and, like, it's so scary because who knows what he's done since he got out. Like, mm-hmm. You know he's not... He's not on the up and up. Like, he's being mean to a woman who, you know, loves him, yeah. basically. So why would he be nice to women who are strangers? It's terrifying. Um, but yeah, the they were talking about how one of his, like, defining characteristics is that he's, like, a really good painter. And <laughs> that he loves painting so much, which I don't know why. It's just always so interesting when, like, somebody so who's done such bad things is into something that's so pure. Uh, it's like George Bush. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was like, oh, look, a little doddering old man. Forget about the war crimes. Like, oh, look at this war criminal and his little flowers he's painting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was really weird that he always painted women. Like, all of his paintings were of women. And it mm. felt real bad because it either felt like trophies or just object- objectification. Either way, yeah. Either way, it didn't sit right, for sure. Especially yeah, wasn't considering like, his oh, crimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, like you're drawing pictures of women when you're in prison on death row. Those aren't, like, pictures of, like, oh, solidarity with women. It's like No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. This is another one that I think could be able – we could be able to find him just from yeah. exposure because he also has like a very, very descriptive scar on his arm. They were talking about and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Plus the painting and the fact that he doesn't give a shit. It seems when he gets caught, like he'll exactly. just roll over and just be like, yep, I did it. It's not like he's like really, you know, working his ass off to cover his yeah. trail. There was one point where Kay was telling the story that he was on the bus when he went to California and they got, they pulled over the bus that law enforcement did uh-huh. And he was like, oh, shit, well, I guess this is as far as I get. But they were just looking for illegal fruit. Yeah, and he was like, he, he said he looked at it, they, apparently he looked at him and just, like, smiled and thought, I just got away with it. Yeah, yeah, which is, like, it's fucking true. Like, yeah. that's, it's 
and it astounds me like how good the police work was originally because mm-hmm. it was like they found the freaking convenient not convenience store hardware store that sold him a gun right the correct gun it had his name it they went like- and found it like that had to be hundreds of places that they had to check or call yeah yeah and it was like a swift easy like they got him yeah you know and then they just fucking butt fumbled it and they didn't have the fbi nationwide search like warrant in that's the computer crazy to me which i mean um, i guess it wouldn't have mattered since he did have a fake name but like if he had been caught in those early couple of days yeah like, he wouldn't would have, have had his persona made exactly. up exactly um yeah, it's all just fucked. <laughs> yeah. They ended up putting him on the 15 Most Wanted. Yeah, which is um, good. And they put him on, which show did they put him on? America's Most Wanted, I, I think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was which... when, yeah, yeah, I think that was when they got the tip about, I think, the father's phone call thing. I think that's uh-huh. where it came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I think that the, these, one, I don't know about the first one, because I think that that one was likely a, a mental thing. But the last yeah. two, I think, could be solved. Yeah, there's, I mean, I don't think the second one's ever going to be solved because I think it would have been solved by now. It could be identified, though, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone just get let that, um, what was he, journalist who uh, got her DNA. He just needs to put that shit on GED match, like the Eron's killer. And yeah, just see if she has any relatives who have uploaded anything because then at least it would be answered mm-hmm. and maybe they'd figure out if she was a spy or not or right. if you know she faked her death and nobody was new to look for her or whatever yeah. who, knows? Know. who knows but i think this dude lester eubanks i think his days are numbered now I because everyone's so. seen his his mug yeah yeah but yeah we'll cover the next three episodes next episode i'm excited to talk about those i'm Uh, so excited they were the ones that i watched first because netflix started me backwards yeah and holy shit they really left us some good shit in the back half i am pumped i love i'm loving this new series i think they're doing a really good job with it Mm -hmm. and the next three episodes there's one that's actually ghost centered which Hell is yeah. one of my favorite like vibes from the original unsolved mysteries yeah so i and like how it's it's so good but makes you have so many feelings yeah i like that there's a variety in the types of mysteries it's fun mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. but yeah so that's it for this episode um if you have anything you'd like to say to us or if you have any suggestions for things you'd like us to watch like I said, we have the next episode figured out, and we're going to keep going on with the Duggars as well. But if you have anything you want to see us talk about, feel free to shoot us an email, which is tvliterate at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, mm-hmm. and Patreon at tvliterate. And we love hearing from you guys. We love just chit-chatting, shooting the shit. Yeah. I don't know. You guys have any thoughts about unsolved murders? Let's let's fucking solve some fucking murders. Let's do it. I'm ready. I have nothing I feel else like to that, do. That, yeah, I mean, it's it's COVID quarantine. It's going to get weird and it's going to get terrible the next couple months. Let's fucking solve a murder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We will see you guys next time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.